Welcome to From Tourist to Local, the podcast where I help you navigate your new life abroad and all the lifestyle changes that come with moving to a new country, leaving behind all the hassle and overwhelm. And who am I? I am your host, Mafe Salazar, a once tourist that became a local in Vancouver, Canada. So join me as I navigate the journey of going from tourist to local while having real and unfiltered conversations. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Mafe Salazar. Today, I have a really uh, fun guest. Her name is Lillian Toscano. She's from Guatemala, but she moved to Vancouver when she was re- really little. Um, so, obviously, we talked about her story and how it was for her growing up moving to Vancouver at such a young age. Um, She is a dating and relationship coach who specializes in feminine energy. And this is the reason why I wanted to have her on the podcast, because I feel that a lot of us just focus on doing instead of feeling. And Lydia and I talk about this on on the episode, so you will hear all about that. Um, Lillian also helped her clients embody their feminine essence to attract the men that they desire. So obviously you know why I wanted to interview her. Um, but yeah, uh, interviewing Lillian was like really, really fun. We talk about her origin story, how was her life growing up here? Because obviously we have like different perspectives because I came when I was in my twenties and she came when she was very, very young. And, um, we also talk about how her dating life was as a Latina in Vancouver, which If you have listened to the podcast for a while, I have an episode on that um, from last season. So, yeah, I really hope you like the podcast. And here it is, Lillian Toscano. Welcome to From Tourist to Local. How are you today? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. So happy to be here and connect with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me too. So, like, funny story about this. I signed up for Podbooker years ago like probably like when I like when I first started this podcast when it was called Mm -hmm. the Spangler show and I believe like you contacted me through there and then funny enough (laughs) my email was completely wrong (laughs) so I never got the notification and then I I got a guy like someone reach out to me on Instagram and they were like hey like I sent you a message Mm -hmm. on Podbooker um whatever and then I'm like oh wait I have that and then I go in like my emails are wrong and I'm like great but anyways I am so happy to be connecting with you today so in your intake form you said you're originally from Guatemala but you move here to Vancouver and you're actually the first person in Vancouver like out of my friend group that I have interviewed so I'm really excited about this uh so you moved from Guatemala at what age just uh tell us a little bit about your story how you got here how was life for you growing up as a Latina in mm. all that juicy Ooh, stuff and details. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually um I was 10 years old when I moved here to Canada. So it was it was a big transition for me. Um even though I, I was younger obviously with my family. Uh but it was mm-hmm. definitely a huge transition for me moving from at such a young age, not knowing a thing like I'm not knowing the language at all completely um the culture too completely different I mean it is cold here (laughs) and and I I would like even my clothing like the clothing that we brought in like it wasn't even like we weren't prepared like I we were not prepared um so yeah so learning the culture learning the language it was a big transition for me uh being Latina not having there weren't as many I feel like now we get to see a lot of Latinos wherever I walk, like everywhere I go, like I live in North Vancouver, everywhere I go, there's like, I can hear like Spanish or Chilean or some other accent. I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. Uh, but it, it, it wasn't like that back, back when I was, when we moved here, there weren't as many. I think I only had maybe one classmate that was a Latina other than myself. Um, and mm-hmm. so I had to pretty much, like I, I found like my one friend in the very beginning through us, like just like maybe like using signs, like we communicated through signs. It was super cute. She was such a lovely That's girl. Awesome. And I am so thankful that she wanted to be my friend then. <laughs> I had I couldn't communicate. There was no way of communicating. And I am such an extrovert. So I kind of felt that too. That it's like, oh, I really want my friends. I really want to connect. I want to have fun. 
and uh, yeah, having having to learn from zero um, and get to you know really um, integrate myself into the culture was a big big transition. Yeah, I bet. And for you, and obviously, like your family, how was it growing up? Did your family adopt any? holidays here did you keep the the traditions that you had like growing up like did you bring that from Guatemala to Vancouver like have you always lived in Vancouver yes we've always lived in Vancouver um and yeah some of the uh I mean we have adopted some of the the you know the traditions here of course like thanksgiving you know we don't celebrate thanksgiving back home but we we do here so it's kind of fun doing that I love thanksgiving <laughs> right <laughs> it's like such a good excuse to overeat <laughs> i know <laughs> and have like turkey and all that um another one would have to mm. definitely be halloween i think halloween is one of those uh celebrations we don't have them back home so uh here has been such a interesting you know, new, new, new thing to do, new, new little tradition. And yes, we definitely have brought in like, or have brought um, a lot of Guatemalan traditions. So like how we make the tamales like every year, like we don't eat a turkey for Christmas um, day, right? We celebrate mm-hmm. on Christmas day. We don't celebrate on Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve, right? Not day, yeah. like here, the difference. And then like, yeah, tamales, that's what we eat on Christmas Eve. It's like the tamales. And we and we do the, the same thing as we do back home where we all come together to make the tamales because it's a big project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh so, my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm sure you feel like you probably have very similar um things that you you yeah. know it was such a big i feel like christmas time in guatemala is a big thing sort sort of um like i don't like here we don't celebrate lent or like the holy week as much as we do in guatemala so that's another thing that i find like a difference our family doesn't celebrate Lent or, or the Holy Week per se. But whenever I go to Guatemala, I always want to go during that time because it's so much fun. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. It's whenever like all the parties and celebrations, like spe- especially like um, religious celebrations like happen. So yeah, yeah, I bet. And it's probably warmer. Everyone's on vacation. <laughs> exactly. Everybody it's like and the food too, right? Like, oh, like mm-hmm. the food is the thing that I always miss. Every time I go back home, I'm just like, oh, the food. <laughs> same, 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 same. I went to Venezuela two years ago. And like when my when my family asked me, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, eat. Yeah. to sleep and eat. I don't yeah. want to do anything else. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a real vacation there because you're just so relaxed, so in the moment, so mm-hmm. present. Like we went back uh, with my mom earlier this year and it was such a beautiful bonding experience too um, because it was just the two of us and just being mm-hmm. in, like it felt very familiar for in, on one end, but also very mm-hmm. like a new experience uh, doing yeah. it together. So that was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I bet. I bet. And so obviously growing up, uh, did you like face any challenges like growing up as a Latina? I feel like Vancouver is a very diverse place, but even 10 years ago when I got here, there weren't as many Latinos as there are this day. Uh, do you find like any challenges growing up as the only Latina in your school or like in your, I guess, like group of friends? Were you the only Latina in your group of friends? Uh, yes, for many years I was. <laughs> and it was, I, I did find someone that was also like through the years, I did find another Latina that was, you know, we became really good friends because mm-hmm. obviously we had very similar cultures. But yes, it was mm-hmm. challenging the language was definitely one of the biggest challenges for me. I couldn't communicate. So therefore I couldn't connect with anyone. Right. Um, I feel that there was a sense of, you know, you don't belong here because you don't know the language. I felt that big time. Um, and so I felt like I had to like kind of prove myself to be, you know, as, 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 um, as I would call it like as white as I could be in order to to appease everyone in order for me to kind of fit in uh with everyone else like I kind of had to in a way push my culture and sort of forget about that side of me and not really embrace it as much 
because I was supposed to embrace this new culture here in, in Canada. And so that got me away from so many things that I feel now as I'm grown up, I realize how important they are, you know, how those traditions, those, the culture itself is such a beautiful culture. And I definitely, now I'm thinking like, I need to go back every year back home. And so it just keeps coming back to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I agree. Totally. Honestly, like if Venezuela wasn't so far away, cause for me to go there, it's, probably like a 24 plus like hours of travel which is a lot (laughs) um yeah I feel like I would go back every year (laughs) so obviously food traditions everything then college whatever then you started dating as a Latina so growing up and like getting into the age that you are right now like how was it how was your dating experience because you're married right now so how was your dating experience in Vancouver as a Latina? Because for me, it has been really interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, why don't you share your dating experience with us? Oh, I'm curious to know yours next next time we, we have a discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for me, in the very beginning, I felt like I wanted to stay within the Latino community. I kind of started just dating Latinos because I felt very comfortable with them. Um, and so, and, and it was just like the same, they, they share the same culture. And now, you know, I'm married to a uh, Caucasian. He's half Ukrainian, half German, German. So completely wow. different. <laughs> Born and raised in Vancouver. Like <laughs> a complete opposite of what you would think That's I would have so ended up fun. with. But yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. So I started with like dating, like my own culture, because I felt very comfortable there. But as I opened myself up and I started becoming more, I felt like I was becoming more free to be myself, free to engage with others, mm-hmm. free to just be. Uh, I I just started to attract different types of men, and that's when I attracted my my husband. And it was it was really um, a really special time in my life, uh, that I still, I still recall it. I'm just like, Oh, that's that. This is why I tell all my clients, I'm like, enjoy that time. Trust me. You're going to look back and you're going to be like, wow, that was just such an amazing time when I was single and dating. It was so much fun. <laughs> well, I am single. I have been single for, hell, I've been here for nine years. So I've probably been single for eight because I moved here with my ex. Um, so yeah, my my dating story is like completely different. Like I'm actually going to do a podcast episode that's going to air right after this one about my dating Ooh. story. And yeah, I have never dated in the Latino community because I'm like, no, yeah, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, But one of the questions that I wanted to ask you and like you mentioned that when you started being more yourself, you started attracting this like kind of man uh, that you were really like into and it was obviously like turning to manifesting your husband, but like, what was it like manifesting your husband? And um, one of the things that you mentioned in one of your in one of your podcast episodes is that your now husband was only looking for a partner and not a wife, but then you were co- looking for the complete opposite. So like, why did you expand a little bit more on that? How you manifested him and how you made him? Well, like not necessarily made him, but how you. Kind of inspire, inspire him. Yeah, inspire. Him. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want anyone to be like you. Force this man to do whatever you wanted. To, like, oh yeah. To do, but no. oh, how, absolutely. Like, I've had how that. Did you inspire him. <laughs> how did you inspire him? Because yeah. like, I want to hear your story. Because I want to inspire some people Ooh. to do things. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a great question, and I love that you actually even brought up the whole like. Uh, forcing or, or making someone do something. And we'll go into that. I think that would be a really good topic to talk about. Uh, but how I manifested mm-hmm. my guy was I was actually in a really, really good place in my life. I got myself into that mm-hmm. place. So I went from rock bottom. I was living in my little sister's uh, living room because I couldn't, I was in a lot of debt. There was a lot of things in my life that were not going right. My ex at the time um, had cheated on me and we broke up. So there were so many things that happened then. So I had to basically climb myself out of that hole (laughs) and 
I think it took me like maybe two, two years and a half to do that and figure out what I really wanted to do with my life. And so mm-hmm. even my job, I had to like change those things up. So it was like becoming more, I was becoming more of who I wanted to be rather than uh, sort of being who others needed me to be. And so by doing so, I became happier and more in control with my life and what I wanted to do with my life. So I started looking into like, you know, what do I want with my career? Where do I really want to live? Right. Because my family had lived in New Westminster for forever. And that's where we were all kind of staying stuck in a way. And I wanted something different for myself. So I started like, you know, feeling through where do I really want to live? I wanted to live downtown. I wanted to live the downtown life. I wanted that. And I also wanted a different type of career, a different type of company that I wanted to work for. I ended up looking for a different type of company. I also started doing more of like actually take uh, starting like hobbies, things that made me happy. Right. And, and by doing all those things and having all those changes, it just made me so happy to the point that I was just like, you know, I am going to attract the men and attract my my men by just being by just enjoying my life by just having this juicy amazing life for myself and i always share this with my clients of like you know you create that cake right you create that juicy cake and then the man is just like the cherry on top that you put up that's it that's what he is right it's amazing and i love my husband he does bring that happiness but he doesn't create that happiness for me i do that myself I do that for myself always. And that's when I learned that right there because I was at the, like I said, rock bottom. I had to learn how to make myself happy on my own (laughs) through this. Honestly, like, I feel like that's the hardest part. Just learning how to make yourself happy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because we all, you always think that is the other person that makes, needs to make you happy or that need you to, you need to have a person to make you happy. And that's not true. I had to find my happiness in my own life. And so I, I, I did it. And I went from like crying every single night. I swear I was crying every single night because of everything, everything just was, my life was just like complete upside down and I didn't know what to do. So I'm just like crying, feeling hopeless. And then from that, you know, the journey started and realizing that, hey, like I can actually create what I want to create. And and that's when I met my husband. Like once I was out there, I actually met him salsa dancing. <laughs> I started taking salsa <laughs> dancing because I always wanted to take like actual formal dancing. And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to take some some lessons. And so I did. And that's how I met him. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then how did you inspire him to... To for him, like to want to become your husband, yeah. So I feel like sometimes we just like want to force people into fitting into what we want, and it's like we completely forget about what they want and what they're feeling. So we completely forget that they're another person. It's like no, I just want them to fit into my dreams and my reality and my piece of the puzzles. Like this is where it fits, and like this is where I wanted it to fit. But obviously you're dealing with like a completely different person that has their own life, their own, like their own likes, desires, needs, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Like they're a completely different journey. So like, how did you uh, inspire him to wanting to become your husband? Yeah, no, such a great question. Selfishly asking for myself. (laughs) Oh, I I am definitely going to go into, into the, the forcing part because yes, we do have this idea that, you know, we want to, we want to make that person be and the, you know, and fit into this box, right. To this idea that we have in our mind. And this is exactly how I came into the relationship. I, you know, I came in thinking, okay, I want marriage at some point, but I didn't know when. Right. And so when he said life partner, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, well, we'll see how, how things unfold. Yeah. When I got to the point where I did was clear about, I want marriage like I just had this instinct that I want marriage now. I want that next thing because I want a family. I had to go through my own process of realizing that thing, that he is his own person. He is in his own journey. And I had to accept that he may not want marriage. He may not want marriage with me or he may not want marriage at all. So I had to come to terms with that first 
and respect his decision, no matter what decision he was going to make. And instead of blaming him and saying, hey, you wasted five years of my life because that's how long we dated at that point. I was more of like, okay, well, I learned all these experiences and things with this man. Now I've come to a point where I, it's like a, like a fork in the road of like, where do I need to go? Where, what, where is my heart leading me? Right. And that's when I, I, I had a conversation with him about it. And, and I had a conversation with him. It's called a no girlfriend speech, by the way. This is what I teach my clients. <laughs> and, and it's basically saying, I don't want to be a girlfriend anymore. I want to be a wife. What do you think? And the first thing, obviously, he said is like, oh, you know, like marriage is not something that I'm interested in or, or something like that. Or like, well, marriage is just a paper or marriage. You know, they have all these excuses. <laughs> they come up yeah. with some interesting <laughs> excuses. They're very logical and they're going to come at you with all these all these excuses of why they don't want it. The reason why they're doing this, this is not because they're jerks. This is not become is because men are assholes. a little bit. Maybe no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, it's, I'm kidding, yeah. I'm <laughs> it's because they men are amazing. Yeah, men are amazing. It's just that they are, like you said, right? They're on their own journey and this is what they want. And they're also just like us. We're kind of like selfish, right? We want what we want. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's also because they're very, they're very much afraid of losing their freedom. Men are afraid of losing their freedom. This is, this is the subconscious thing that's going on with them and this is why they run away from from commitment this is why they run away from that marriage or even having family or having any responsibility is because the 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 thing that they most love is their freedom and that's the opposite of women women we love connection we love to connect. We love connection. And this is when we find a partner. We're like, oh, we want to connect with them. We want yeah. all of them. <laughs> and so we're playing different fields here. It's, it's a different thing happening, right? And so it's about realizing like, hey, this man, this is what he wants. This is what he needs. Is he capable of giving me what I want? And that's what that's the conversation that I started him with, the no girlfriend speech. And then from there, I had to come to terms with, you know, this is what he wants. And I said to him, you know, I respect your decision, whatever it may be. Yet I want to be a wife and I am going to look for that. I'm going to look for a man who wants the same thing as I do. Wow. Yeah, I can see. I can feel the fear <laughs> yeah. in him being like, I don't want to lose this person. So, wow. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's standing in your power, right? And knowing that no matter what, you're going to be okay. That no matter what this man does, you're going to be okay. And that's always the key, right? Like, I feel like if women could understand that, a lot more women would be married right now with children <laughs> and have what they want <laughs> with the men because you are able to stand in your power and say like, hey, this is what I want and, and keeping away from, and I know there's a lot of stories like you're saying, you know, men are jerks, mm-hmm. men are this, men are that and all those stories, like put them aside and if you just look at it for what it is and look at the man for who he is and say like, hey, I get you, I accept and I respect your decision yet, this is where I'm going. If you want to be in my life, this is where I'm going. And if you don't, that's okay. Thank you for the experience. Thank you for the, you know, what we had here. That's power. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah, it's power, but it's like, it's so hard because at the same time, I feel that you don't want to lose them. And like, I've gotten to a point in my life where I really know what I want out of a partnership relationship, whatever it is that you want to call it. But asking for that as a woman it's very hard because you don't want to be seen as nagging you don't want to be seen as bitchy you don't want to be seen as like anything negative but what you said like you're standing in your power by asking exactly what you want and yes it can be terrifying because you asking what I want means that you might lose this person but would you rather stay in a relationship with someone that doesn't fulfill you or be completely happy on your own, which is why I feel like, or like that's had been my excuse as to why, like I'm so happy being by myself, but also like I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, okay, I want me, I want a partner 
or like a life partner. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to mean marriage right now, but this is what I wanted. Like, this is what I have been leading with in the, in the past couple of like connections that I've made with, with men. But yeah, it's like asking for what you want as a woman is hard, like really hard. Yes. Why? Because we have been brought up to be good little girls. Good little girls are polite. Good little girls are quiet. They don't say anything. You're going to be seen, but not heard. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like we we are brought up in this way, even in our households. That's how I brought I was brought up. Right. And so yeah. you, you lose your voice, you lose your power. And I think this is the time that we get to be empowered women and we get to express what we desire, what we want to amend. Yet we have to learn the skills on how we're going to do that as well, because we don't want to be mm-hmm. forcing something that he may not want. And we're not going to make, you can't make anyone do anything. You can't make a man do anything. No. So there's no forcing. Mm-hmm. It's just allowing the men, whether he wants the same thing or not. And that's exactly what happened to my husband. He stood there. He's like, wow, I am going to lose her. If I don't do, you know, if I don't do what she wants in a way, she was like, kind of like that. But also he had to do some soul searching for himself. Because he's not he's not the type of man that is going to do whatever the other person wants either. He had to do his own soul searching to see, like, do I want that with her? Right. He had to do that for himself. And I, I totally respect that. And if he had not want that with me, I would have been crying and hurt. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, oh, 100%. Right? You invested five years of your life. But then also, what did you learn in those five years? Like... Yes, you're going to be heartbroken, but it's yeah. like at the end of the day, you're going to be happier if whatever, if he decided to like take another another path, because it's like, this is the path that I want. It may be like, like maybe the paths are going to connect again in the future, but at the end of the day, you chose yourself. And yeah, yes, exactly. It's choosing you. It's choosing what you <laughs> desire. And that is the scary thing because we are like, oh, we're going to lose. But That's what so we're, hard. but we're going to, what we lose really is ourselves by staying. We lose ourselves by staying. 100%. So, you know, the, the, and this is what a lot of women do. They, you know, they allow themselves to be lost in a relationship. And this is exactly what I did with my ex. I, you know, I stayed and I stayed and I stayed and I just gave pieces of myself to the end of the relationship. I didn't even know who I was. I lost myself completely in that relationship. And this is what a lot of us do. And so this is why I'm so passionate about the work that I do, because I feel like it's so important for women out there to understand that they have so much more power than they think they do, mm-hmm. to understand that they have a voice and they just need to express it in a way that men can really listen to them. And it doesn't be this aggressive, uh, you know, egotistical thing. It comes from your heart, from your desires, from your wants. Right. And I think that's when you can really connect with someone. And and that's what I have with my husband. And I wish that upon like for everybody, you know, the, the, the relationship that I have with my husband. I just wish every woman out there could experience that. Yeah, I was looking over at your Instagram and I'm like, oh, my God, that is so cute. I want because I think you were on an, like an evening date with your husband like this weekend. And I'm like, I want that for myself. <laughs> yeah, that is so cute. So. So you're now, so like you obviously help your clients with that. You are a relationship and dating coach. Um, Can you expand a little bit more on that? How do you help your clients and what is exactly that you do and what inspire you to become a relationship and dating coach? Was it like after you were married or how did that come up? Yeah. So how it all started was through my own struggles. I went through my own struggles and then I started Mm -hmm. learning about feminine energy and starting implementing the tools that I was, I was learning. And as I was learning about it, I was seeing the results. I'm like, wait a minute, this is something that everybody out there needs to hear. (laughs) Women do not need to go through this process. They can actually have love. Like love doesn't have to be this hard, right? And so I I realized a lot of the things that I was doing, I felt like there was something wrong with me. You know, I felt like I didn't have the relationship that I wanted because there was something wrong with me. And then I realized that it wasn't that. It was just that I did not know the skills. I didn't have the skills. Right. And some of those skills are the things that I teach my clients in terms of, you know, emotional intelligence. Right. 
and you know your triggers how to deal with your triggers how do how do you communicate with men how do you relate to men right so seeing it from your like how to make yourself happy right how to make yourself happy in order to attract the type of men that you want or if you are in a relationship already how to create that relationship into what you really desire because sometimes we are in relationships with men and we we are you know there's a lot of struggles so how to navigate that um and i mean i have a a client actually who is now engaged we when we started working she was just dating and nothing was sticking. We got to the point where now she's, you know, gay. Is it me? Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, well, no, no, it's not me. <laughs> well, <laughs> in a year from now, you could be that. So, yeah. So anyway, so this is it is it's actually, yeah, a year. So we started working a year ago and then she, yeah, she met, you wow. know, we went through the process. She met guys i i we call it like circle of dating where you are like dating multiple people i taught her how to do all of that and then she was able to attract and communicate and and she went through the whole process got engaged now she's uh, planning her wedding and she's wow. still my client today <laughs> yeah why because she still knows the power of what this work is you know and she still needs that those reminders it's not something that you just gain once it's a process mm -hmm. it's a process and she's like i value your you know your your wisdom and the way you communicate to me like the things that i'm doing <laughs> she says um because sometimes we can't see those things right we're like there's blind spots we have blind spots so mm -hmm. as a coach this yeah. is what i help you with is finding those blind spots uh, to see where is it that you may not even notice. Yeah, like that's so true. Like even, well, like I compare everything to business and dating. Like if you, you are in the situation yourself. So if you don't take a step back and look at the whole picture, you're not going to be able to solve anything. Like you're just going to have to like stay in that situation forever and like keep repeating those same mistakes over and over again and it almost feels like you need someone to tell you like hey this is what you're doing wrong this is why like it's not working and sometimes just like finding the help is again like it's hard it is as like it's hard as it is um and yeah like I feel like your work has a lot to do with or like not a lot to do but it's very similar to like therapy if you don't work on it nothing's gonna happen you know and um, going back to your work, um, I know that you focus on on leaning into your feminine energy. And like, I feel like that's what you teach your clients. Like, what exactly do you have to do to lean into your feminine energy and not lead with your masculine? Because for me, I am very independent. I have everything that I have. I have worked for it myself. So I have been in my masculine for a long time, a long time. Like I lead, like at work, I am in my masculine because I am a, like I'm a manager. So I manage like two people um, and all these sort of things. So like the majority of my life, I have to be my masculine. So what do you suggest to, like for me to be leaning into my feminine side more often, I guess, Ooh, when yeah. my life is like so ruled by my masculine, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of us women are having that struggle because we have been, I mean, the world out there is, you know, it's all masculine. It, it's all masculine. We are mm -hmm. in a society that is fully masculine. And like how I grew up, it was a single parent. So my mom had to be very much in her mm. masculine to be able Same. to provide. And that got me into, I mean, it helped me a lot, of course. Like you're, you're saying, you know, you are where you are because of all the hard work that you did. And that's incredible when it comes to your career, your business, whatever it is that you do, the, the masculine is going to get you there, right? Because that is the, that is the drive. That is the passion. That's what's going to get you there. The thing is that when it comes to relationships, it's not the masculine, it's the feminine that works. Why? Because it's about creating connection. It's romantic. You're triggering his romantic feelings for you. So it's a complete opposite of what we are so used to, right? So 
I, you know, I, I, I kind of want to define also like the feminine and masculine. So it's like maybe helps your, your listeners, um, to, to know, you know, what, what it, what it is. So the masculine is of course the doer, right? The doer, the provider that, that, you know, the one that, the one that organizes all of that, even like some of that mothering, things or nurturing things that we call, you know, feminine, they're actually masculine because there are, it's something that you do. Right. Mm -hmm. So the feminine on the other is it's felt, it's really felt. It's not something that you see with your eyes. It's not something that you do and you get results. And this is why it's so confusing to a lot of us because we're like, what is it really? What is it? But it's like, you, you can't see it with your eyes. There's no results. I can't like, you know, make a glass and be like, okay, uh, this is it. This is what it is, right? It is something that is felt. It is your softness. It is your warmth, right? It is your playfulness. It is your creativity. It is your sensuality, right? All those things. You can't, you can't see it with your eyes. You feel it. You feel it when you're in the presence of another person. They can feel it. It's an energy, right? And so this is why it's so confusing, I think, to a lot of us. And this is why a lot of my clients come to me and they're like, okay, so how do I embody this energy? What do I have to do? And so we do a lot of role playing with my clients and I give them tools to to practice embodying this energy. But one of the biggest things that I think I want to share here that I think everyone out there could do to embrace more of their feminine is to slow down just slow down mm-hmm. right if you have a really really busy schedule try to give yourself a little bit of a break to just slow down you know um there is another little tool that i want to share with you uh, before maybe we get into another question is touching objects is such a great way to slow down like, just do it right now with me. Touching just objects? It. Objects. Touch anything. Do you have a table there that you're sitting? Or do you have... Like this? Yeah, there you go. There you go. A water bottle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> touch your water bottle. Just touch it. Just touch it for me and just mm-hmm. feel it. Okay. Just feel your water and, and just run your hands through it and just feel that. And I know it would feel weird right now because you're you're in a more active <laughs> masculine mode, it right? Does. But, yeah, yeah. But when you are in your feminine and you are able to connect, that's when you start slowing down and you feel so wonderful to be able to do that for yourself, you know? And it's such a simple little tool to just touch something. And it's the complete opposite of what we are we are have been told out there. Do, do and do more work. Get stuff done. Yeah. Right. So that was actually going to be my other question. It's like, if you find yourself, well, for this, you also have to be self-aware or somewhat self-aware. If you find yourself being in your masculine a lot, um, what's another thing that people can do to like lean more into their feminine energy other than like touching the, like, I feel like this is, this is great. Cause like, I didn't think of that just like, touching and feeling things because yeah like at the end of the day that's 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 what you need to do just like feel things yes exactly so then uh, another thing that you can do is to start um, embracing this this energy is to even just ask yourself what am I feeling at this moment when you are so like when you're aware like oh wait a minute I haven't been I have been up in my head thinking I haven't really felt anything Okay, how do I feel at this moment? I feel anxious. I feel sad. I mean, you can even ask yourself, where is my sadness? Where is my fear? You know, and feel it. And I know this can be very scary. This is a really scary territory we're going in here. (laughs) Terrifying. yourself with your thoughts terrifying (laughs) (laughs) yes it is definitely a scary thing to be just feel because we are so used to numbing ourselves we numb ourselves through social media we numb ourselves through drinking we numb ourselves through all kinds of drugs all kinds of things food i mean everything right and so actually feeling Mm -hmm. that is something completely different (laughs) yeah oh yeah Oh, yeah. It's just something that I have been working on with my therapist, like for sure, just like feeling. Um, 
I don't know if you are into astrology or not, but I am also a Virgo. So Virgos mm-hmm. are known for not showing their feelings. Like we're very rational people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it is very hard to just like sit down and meditate, feel, or like do whatever it is. Like any, like anything that's like getting to know you or like inter- introspective work, it's hard. It's yeah. really, really, really hard. Yeah. Because you're being vulnerable. <laughs> being vulnerable Mm. and that is like i'm sure more women would be more willing to go out there naked than be vulnerable because it's that scary you know being vulnerable with people (laughs) (laughs) is the scariest thing and 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 i get it and i felt that way too i honestly i didn't even know how to be vulnerable i had no clue how to be vulnerable I mean, yeah. I, I was so much in my masculine. I, so I was talking to one of my girlfriends about this in actually this weekend. And I was telling her, I'm in a situationship right now, kind of. So I kind of want to get out of there, but like, not really. Um, and I was telling her, like, I don't feel that I can be myself with this person. And that's the biggest disservice that I can do to myself. But at the same time, I know I'm afraid to lose this just because like the thing that I'm afraid to lose is the comfort of the situation just because it's easy and getting out there again. It's so hard just to like find someone that you connect with like, like at that level or like at a deeper level. It's so hard. So what would be like one piece of advice that you would give to someone like me that's in a situation like they're really comfortable in this situation, but also like they know that they want more because like that's the situation that I'm in right now. I know that I want more, mm-hmm. but obviously I'm afraid to lose this just because this is easy. It is known. So yeah, what's your biggest piece of advice? Ooh, that's such a great question. Love that. <laughs> yes. Okay, so there is, I, um, I call it the third option because a lot of times we think we either have to stay and kind of accept the situation for what it is or leave it, right? Those are the two options that we think we have. But we actually can do the third option, which is you are honest and authentic with this man and let him know how you're feeling and that you want more. Yet not expect anything from him, but just express what your needs are and what you're feeling and thinking. Once you do that, regardless of what he decides, it doesn't matter. You're going to open up yourself to date other men. So while you're still in this situation, doesn't matter. You're going to open up yourself to date other men. Okay, you're going to open up your heart to date other men. So you can still have that comfort if you want. And you can go out there and meet other men. Right. And so there's no leaving and there's no staying the same way. You know, you start learning things and you start seeing, you know, the possibilities. You start seeing what's out there and you start feeling all sorts of things. So it's sort of like becoming more self-aware of who you are and what you want. That's what I would encourage you to do. So if you're not ready to give this this relationship yet up, yeah, I know it's hard. It's hard to to give up. It's like it's like eating a hamburger, right? Versus a salad. And you're like, geez, I want the hamburger, not the salad. (laughs) (laughs) But can you have half the hamburger and half the salad? (laughs) Yeah, you can have everything. (laughs) You can have everything. Yeah, I feel like for for sure, 100%. Yeah, I feel like for me, like what I'm, and I'm not even scared. It's just like a matter of laziness is I don't want to leave the comfort, like what's known. Cause like, I know what I'm getting from this man. Like this is comfortable, but also I know that there are other people that can offer me like other things, but just the going out there, like putting myself out there, being vulnerable with like other people. It's, it's so hard. It's yes. so hard. Like yeah. I feel like I'm starting from scratch, like every single time. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And and it's it's also like I, I had a, a masterclass actually last week, or it was a Q&A actually that I did. And it was really interesting because one of the ladies there, she asked me, why, why do I have to do all this work to have the men that I want? And I'm like, I'm like, honey, like realize that everything that's good in your life, it has taken some type of work. 
Like you wouldn't be asking me, you wouldn't be asking me, why does it take so much work to get the dream job that I want? Why do I have to learn those skills? Why do I have to do those things? Why do I have to do that? Yeah. Why do I have to, you know, um, no, you, you would know and it would be known that, hey, in order for me to get to that position, to get to that promotion, I need to do things to get there. I need to be someone else. I need to have those skills. Same thing here. If you want that type of relationship, you want that type of man, you have to become that type of woman that has that relationship that has that type of man. You're not going to just get it just because, right? Even though, yes, you are very deserving and worthy of it yet, but you still have to do, you know, that gain those skills to be able to have that. And, and it's available for all of us. I feel like this type of relationship that I have with my husband is available for all of us. Not all of us are open to doing the work. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Not all of us are, are willing to do the work. And that's, yeah, that's definitely the hardest part, just being able to do the work for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're doing everything for you, for your happiness, right? Exactly. This is for your happiness. <laughs> yeah. You get to decide. You get to decide what you want to do and how you want to live your life. It's up to you, right? And so, yes, the coaching and, and, and all of these things are available for you, but you are the one who needs to walk that process yourself. And yes, you'll, you'll get the support and, and everything else, but you need to do, it's like any type of trainer out there, a coach that, you know, let's say like with, um, you know, like a, a trainer, let's say at the gym, you know, he, he's going to give you the plan of what you need to do, how many reps, what types of exercises, how to do it properly and all of that. So you don't get, you know, you don't hurt yourself, but he or she cannot be the one doing the, the setups for you. <laughs> He or she cannot be the one doing the, you know, the lifts for you. Like there's no way. <laughs> so <laughs> that that is something that we all need to understand. Um, that yeah, we, sure. we still need to do the work ourselves. And and trust me, it's so worth it. <laughs> I agree. I 100% agree. Like even the work. Uh, I've been going to therapy for a year and a half, almost two years. And it has honestly been like getting to know myself and getting to know what I want. It has honestly been one of the most rewarding things that I have done for myself. Yeah. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I have been skipping therapy because I have family visiting right now. Mm. And it's like, I need it. <laughs> I need someone. I need those tools. I need to like almost like know what to do and like if like or like not not what to do because like obviously like you get that from like self like knowing yourself but also just being validated by someone like being like hey yes like this what you're feeling is 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 fine like it's normal is you know yeah uh. <laughs> yeah no absolutely you do need someone because the thing is that when we are like we're surrounded by our family our friends and they may be in the same position as you or or worst off right so it's like having asking advice from someone who maybe has never had that right and that's that's a mistake that a lot of us women make we ask our girlfriends about dating you know hey you know <laughs> this is what i'm going through any dating advice and it's like the other woman is is also single it's like no don't ask your your girlfriends about it <laughs> because it just it, it it can be biased too of course because she loves you yeah and, and she, yeah. she sees you and she doesn't you know but a coach or therapist would really give you what you need and they'll also support you and give you more of the complete perspective of how things are and they're not going to take sides in in this person or that person they're just going to be like okay this is the situation right yeah. so it's a more clear more more yeah a more clear yeah. uh thing that you'll be working with so yeah 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 so you're trying to basically look at the blind spots of someone and like pointing that out for them for sure yeah and supporting them of course like i'm i'm the biggest cheerleader uh -huh. i am their biggest cheerleader like anything that they do i'm just like yes absolutely keep going you know like i am i am there with them um you know through the ups and downs um and and i think that's really important to have someone who's cheering you on you know because not a lot of 
you're not going to have a lot of people that are going to be cheering you on on that journey. You know, there's a lot of family members that they mean well, but they're like, you know, the questions that they ask you is like, oh, how's, how's your dating? Have you met someone yet? What's going on? You know, and they're like, <sighs> you're like, I don't... I, don't ask me anything. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to answer your question ever. <laughs> no, it's like I don't. I don't need to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I don't. I don't feel comfortable talking about that. And so, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, Lillian. This has been amazing. I absolutely love having this conversation with you. So, if my listeners want to work with you, uh, I'm probably going to book a session or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um. Where can, where do you hang out? Where can we find you? Uh, you can, I think uh, Instagram is the best place that, or TikTok, one of those two mm -hmm. places. I feel like those are the two places or you can also go to my website. I think I gave you my website as well. So yeah, you can go and yeah. um, check out my stuff there. I mean, I have a bunch of free videos if you want to just like get a sense of what you know, I, I work with you and stuff, um, get a sense more of who I am. I think that would be a great place to start. And then, yeah, we can go from there. Awesome. Are there any programs that you are running right now for, uh, for women? Yes. So right now I do have my find your guy in 90 days, which is for women who are single, and, you know, nothing sticking or maybe they are in, you know, they've been in a long-term relationship and they're, now they're newly single, don't know what they're doing, <laughs> um, things like that. So that's the women that I will be, that I am looking for, for my Find Your Guy in 90 Days. Um, and yeah, we're going to go through like non-negotiables, um, core values, you know, really smart dating very intentional dating rather than all over the place of like, okay, I'm just going to go and we'll see what, what, what I find. <laughs> I, we're going to do this more intentional. It's going to be a really amazing 90 days. And yeah, that it's starting September. Actually this Friday, we start off um, September 15th. It's a group program. Um, and maybe, yeah, I'll send okay. you the link of where they can go and, and check it out and see if they're interested. Perfect. Um, yeah. By the time this episode airs, it's probably going to be a while because this is going to air on October 3rd. But anyways, I will leave all of the links and everything so that you can go and hang out with Lillian and ask her questions um, in the show notes below. So be sure to make to check those check those out. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for the time to spend your time with me. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the From Tourist to Local podcast. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it for you, share it on your favorite social media platform and please tag me at Mafe Salazar so I can reshare it. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And don't forget to follow me on all social media platforms. I love to connect with all of you. I am on Instagram, TikTok, and if you want to support the podcast, check out our Patreon. All of the links can be found in the episode notes. Thank you again for the support and until the next episode.